our LSU. Boom! All night long. Yes. Let's freaking go. So coming up, we will go behind enemy lines. We have a gump coming on the channel tonight. My good buddy, Chris Marler. Uh, he's a far better comedian than I ever was, and you're going to love him. Okay, so starting things off here, there is one thing, one thing Brian Kelly needs to do versus Alabama. And I promise you throughout tonight's live stream, I'm going to give you all the breakdowns. Okay, um, we've talked about the film X's and O's side of it. We talked about the mental side of it. We've all talked about the history. But in life, when you are a football coach, there are very few things that you, whoever you are watching this right now, you have control over, right? The funny thing about college football coaching is so much of it, so much of it is out of your control, okay? Let's just say you were the coach, okay? Put yourself in the shoes of Brian Kelly. You've had to make some very difficult decisions, right? Making healthy inactives out of two players that are healthy that play the position that you need the most help with, okay? And guess what? Brian Kelly's also had to make some really difficult roster decisions. But the one thing that he must do is kick the football to start the game. That is the only thing I ask him to do, okay? I am very aggressive on fourth down decision-making. Brian Kelly does that. I am big on conserving your timeouts, especially in the second half. Those are two things that a coach controls, right? Are you going to go for it on fourth down? Or are you going to use your timeouts, okay? Another thing that a coach 110% controls is that decision, Okay. Now LSU is a road team. They're going to be the ones that allow, or they're going to be the ones that call the coin toss in the air. You better call tails. Tails never fails. I do not want to speak to any one of you that calls heads in the air. Don't you ever call heads. If you're a friend of mine, we are a tails never fail family here on PHL. Okay. Don't you ever come at me thinking that you're going to call heads. Uh, uh, I, I would boot you off my team. Okay. Now, I want to show you this stat right here from CFB Nerds. In the seven games since week one, Alabama's opening drives have resulted in zero touchdowns, one field goal, one INT, and five punts. Their average drive is 19 yards. 20 first quarter offensive possessions in those games and 20 combined points. That's one point per drive, Alabama, this season. In opening Quarters. Okay. Now, what did we say last year about LSU? LSU was not a good first quarter team. Okay. This year, Alabama is a team that is good, except they start slow. So, why do you kick the football? Well, if you're able to get them a three and out, you have just earned an extra possession and you are going to be able to get the football first to start the second half. Okay. So, you have got to defer to the second half. Now, why do I bring that up? Well, against Auburn, LSU chose to receive. And yes, we drove the football down the field and we scored that very first drive. 
And it is such a huge advantage when you go up 7-0 to to start the game. But unless you do that, I don't agree with the decision to receive. Okay? So, let's defer to the second half. And then we can get Jaden Daniels the football to start the second half. Now, why do I bring that up? Because I've seen Alabama have some really good drives in the first drive of third quarters. Okay, the game versus Tennessee really flipped on its head when Alabama took that opening drive and in basically only two plays got an explosive run and they got an explosive pass play and then boom, the score's 20 to 14. Okay? Let me know what you guys think in the chat. Do you believe Brian Kelly should receive? Type R for receive, type K for kick. Oh, it's a special night. It's a special night. Legacy is in this thing tonight. The PHL Jaden fan club. If you're the J, if you think you're the Jaden PHL president, you are not. Legacy is definitely that guy. He has been a huge piece of why we have been able to grow the way we have been able to grow. So, Legacy, good to see you tonight. I know you're really excited. I know you'll be in Tuscaloosa. Um, Pegasus is a heads guy. Pegasus, don't let me block you, man. Player X, who's been holding it down, Danny, TJ, of course, for Louisiana Control. Shout out to them. Dante's in the building. Lavore is in here. And we're going to have a Gump guest joining us here in about 10 minutes. And you're going to love him. Okay? Thank you so much, Player X. I really appreciate it. Really freaking appreciate the generous Super Chat. It's going to be a great night. Thank you so much. Now, Player X, you get to pick the next topic. I do want to talk about something else before we get to our guest. Okay. Um, uh, Mick is actually saying receive. I'm interested in what uh, your, your, your line of thinking there. Kedrick, good to see you. I'm feeling some good energy tonight. There is no excuse for us to not have an epic live stream tonight. There is no excuse. Now, it is important to point out, we will not be doing a pregame show this weekend. And we will probably start the live stream an hour after uh, the game ends. So sometimes we do that um, because I want to rewatch the game. I also want to start the live stream an hour after the stream because last year we started the live stream an hour after the Alabama game. So we're going to do the same thing. Okay. It might be 30 minutes after. I know a lot of you will just be antsy, but that gives you time to check out some of the other pregame shows or our post game shows. Um, and then you come to, Mine, which of course is the best one. <laughs> there's so many, uh, there's so many good ones out there. Um, but yeah, uh, I hope you guys tune, uh, tune in with us. Okay. Let me, um, l- l- let me say this next thing. All right. We have discussed so many X's and O's, right? We've done the Chris Braswell, Dallas Turner breakdown. I do want to say one thing at the beginning of the stream 92, um, is a really good player for Alabama. Okay. 92. I remember Damian Square, who was an undersized defensive lineman for Alabama, and he kicked our rear ends. Okay. 92 for them is just a grinder. He's a good athlete, but he is so good. I I I walked away from the Tennessee game saying he might be their best defensive lineman. He might be better than Turner. He might be better than Braswell. He's a little bit more uh, of a complete player. Um, so 92 is going to be tough to block. 50 is going to be tough to block, but you know, after rewatching the game, I, I normally like to put like a tier list of guys that fear that I fear. And, you know, before the season versus uh, Florida state, 
you know, I did a video that got a lot of Florida State fans mad. I said, hey, Jared Verse is overrated. I, I don't think Jared Verse is the guy. I think Lovett is the guy number zero. And what happened in the game? Well, Lovett had a big game, and Verse hardly did anything. Okay? So I'm just going to warn you that I think 92 is going to give us some issues. Um, so we better be ready for it. We, we better because he is a really good football player. 32 has also grown on me, their inside linebacker, and they have a true freshman safety named Caleb Downs, who is the truth. Okay. I say all of that to say this, and this is me being consistent with what I've said all week. Okay. I've gone on other shows. I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to be real with you. Of course, you get that nervous energy before you play Alabama. Of course. Okay. Of course. But the mother effing truth is this. We've got Jaden Daniels at quarterback, okay? Transcendency can negate other deficiencies, okay? We just need our defense to play what they pulse because Jaden is going to take care of the rest. I understand this Alabama defense is the best defense we've played. I wrote on Patreon today, and you want, if you want to see my full, intense, deep breakdown, go to Patreon, okay? Sign up. You get a Mason Taylor card in the mail. You get a Joe Burrow card in the mail. Any card you want in the mail, I'll send it to you tonight. I am worried about the middle of our offensive line. I am. Okay? They have been dominant, dominant since Florida State kind of controlled us up the middle. This is by far the best defensive line they have played since then. But, folks, we got Jaden Mother and Daniels. Sometimes it's just that simple. He'll find a way to get it done for us, okay? And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's obviously good, good in the neighborhood. I, I think Jane's going to get us his dub. I don't know why I feel this way. I just think we're going to win this football game. I do. Now, uh, before the season, I did a, 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 a helmet matrix, right? So the SEC, you can go print these schedules off, and this was – my helmet matrix uh, matrix before the season. Okay, I flashed it on here, I think, once before. And, of course, I've missed, you know, quite a few of these games. But LSU, I've gotten correct up to this point. So I had LSU going 10-2, and two, and their two losses were to Florida State and Ole Miss. Okay, so this was my helmet matrix, and I had LSU winning out the rest of the season. I had LSU beating Alabama, Florida, Georgia State, and Texas A&M. I will tell you this right now. I don't feel comfortable about LSU winning all their games. I don't. Our defense just isn't good enough for me to take that leap of faith to say, hey, we're going to get it done. It's just not how it works, right? I think our defense isn't good enough to win all four of these games. And we would be asking a lot out of Jaden Daniels to win all four of these games for us and the offense on its own. So if any of the LSU defense is listening to me right now, use me as bulletin board material. Use me, Okay. Because I am a doubter. All of you are doubters, okay? I will say this, though. Brian Kelly's not a doubter. He went to the media earlier tonight and said, look, I believe in our defense. I believe that our defense is going to step up. I believe that we have guys stepping up for Zion Alexander and Makai Wingo. He believes that his defense is taking a step forward. And the good thing is, if you are Matt House. Yeah, two weeks to prepare for this. And we saw one of the best defensive game plans in the history of LSU football last year when Matt House forced a Heisman Trophy winner 
to complete less than 50% of his passes, something he had not done in his entire career. Bryce Young, who ironically, as uh, you know, the JD5 president who's watching this right now will tell you, Bryce and Jaden are really tight. So, uh, you know, Jaden was able to beat him last year. And you know this game means a lot to him because that was the the first big Jaden game. That was the first, like, holy crap, who is this guy winning this game for us in the fourth quarter? So, you know, our defense was a big reason why we won that game. And we had legendary people stepping up for us. We had we had Makai Wingo play a big game. He had been good for us all year, but we had Jarek play his best game. Sage made some plays. Sage Ryan got robbed of an iconic moment, the fumble before the end zone. Okay? So, Let's see if we can get the job done. Also, uh, we do have a lot of PHLs going to the game. Branson Cat is actually in Tuscaloosa tonight. D really is going. Jared, um, Dr. Morgan is going. Please drive safe, Dr. Morgan. Um, Bo Jacks, yeah, man. There's nothing more I love than watching college football tape, okay? Uh, I do also want to show some support to you guys. My SEC channel is starting to really gain some traction with some of the film studies we've done. Ironically, Tennessee has been my most viewed team on the channel. Uh, I never thought volunteers fans would like me again, uh, but they do. So shout out to uh, Vol Nation. I appreciate that. But shout out to you guys. You guys have been showing me love on the SEC channel. And I had one of you ask me to do a Colorado video. I mean, they're not SEC. What the heck happened in Colorado? You could check it out, Power Hour SEC. Now, next thing, Okay. We've talked a lot about the offense this week. We've talked a lot about it, the defense. Let's chat about special teams. Okay. The one thing that will not bail us out is the special teams. Nick Saban has finally figured out special teams. You have got to remember last year that Will Reichert had one of the best games an opposing kicker had versus us. He was the one that kicked the football and got it into overtime. He is an elite kicker. He is probably the best kicker in college football. Okay. And we have played some good kickers this year. Mevis, you remember him from Missouri? He choked versus us. So one adjustment I would make, all right, and I know this is a deep cut adjustment. I think on field goal block, we need Harold Perkins coming off one end and I would like on our field goal block team to use Brian Thomas Jr. Okay. Now, why do I bring that up? Well, our deep cut BTJ fans will know that he had two huge block kicks in his high school career. One of those was against Zachary uh, going up against Chris Hilton in a huge rivalry game. I would love to see BTJ on field goal block. Love to. Let's go to Jason's Super Chat before we get to our guests. My guy, Jason. Man, Jason and I go way back. I really appreciate you, man. Shout out to your son. Thanks for all your monetary support. A freshman DB is going to shine this week. I have a feeling. You know what else had a feeling? The Black Eyed Peas had a feeling. And they turned that into a million-dollar record of the catchiest, dumbest song. Of course tonight's going to be a good night. All right? Of course. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, shout out to Will I Am. Shout out to Fergalicious. Fresh and DV is going to shine this week. I have a feeling. I like it, Jason. I'm telling you. 
if if what if Jeremiah Hughes goes out there and he's like Morris Claiborne and he's just falling out of control? I think more of you would be mad if anything else. You'd be like, God, dog, where the heck has he been all season? Huh? Huh? One more before we get to our guests. Let's go to Player X. Um, this was his question. How do we create pressure on Milrow? You explained why we couldn't play single high coverage on Blake Stream. However, Milrow is bad versus pressure. How do we get to him? Yeah, so Milrow's pocket presence, for the most part, has been a mixed bag, right? I feel like there was a few opportunities versus Tennessee. You could have stepped up and not taken a few uh, – or not taken one of those sacks. But, you know, the deep ball, he did, you know, step up uh, on some pressure to bond. And, and, you know, you just see him growing each and every week. So how do you get pressure on him? Well, you got to disguise it well, right? You got to bring well-disguised second- and third-level simulated kinds of things, Right. One thing you can also also do is twist your lineman. Um, I do think, you know, as I've watched Alabama, a lot of their pass protection issues were from really early in the season and they didn't really know who their quarterback was. Um, but to create pressure on him, you also got to mix up your coverages. Right. I have said all week I would just sit back in quarters and make them drive the football up and down the field. But you can't just do that. Miller is good enough to eventually uh, figure that out and, and start making big plays. OK, now. I need to see some clap emojis because we got someone coming from behind enemy lines. But here's the thing. He is a national college football memeologist. He is also one of the funniest guys uh, that I know in the college football landscape. His name from Saturday Down South is Chris Marler, better known as Vern Funquist. What's up, buddy? What's up, dude? How are you? I am a world-class man. Are you going to the game? I'm not. I'm not. I um. I decided against it. I went to the Texas game. That was enough for me. So I'm going to take this one off. I'm going to take this one off and not go because I think it's probably best for the team that I stay at home. So when you look at this matchup, what interests you, Marler, the most? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I think that it's going to be a much more difficult game than people think it is for either side. I think that LSU fans think they're going to go up and down the field on, on Bama, and that's just not going to happen. I, I also Ooh. think that Bama fans think they're going to throw the ball all over the field on LSU. That's also not going to happen. This is how this game plays out. Like, it played that way in 2019, and those were two of the most historical rosters either one of those teams had. It's one, it also featured the greatest college football team in the history of college football. So I don't see it being – a barn burner 46-41 type of deal. I will say I've gone back and forth to this, but the the overconfidence I kind of feel from, from uh, LSU fans makes me feel a little bit better about it. I hate to say it just because like this idea that like you're going to roll in there with drop some Creed references today on fine bombs. There's that. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think that the the assumption you're going to be able to just go in there and that like the defense is just going to turn it around. I, I don't think is like a slam dunk. But here's the thing, too, man. Like like Jaden Daniels. My biggest thing going into the season was Jaden Daniels is not going to be able to stack seasons. Like he was incredible last year. How's he gonna How's he gonna reciprocate that kind of or replicate that kind of season another year in the SEC? And he's been even better. Like way better. Way better. And I'm so tired of hearing about the the question of like, well, if he wins, is he going to be the front runner for the Heisman? Like, if he's not the front runner for the Heisman right now, you shouldn't have a vote for it. Like, it's just so stupid. Like, he's, it's so dumb. There's not a player in the country that means more to their team. 
there's not, why is this such a bad angle? I shouldn't say AM stuff back here. But I, I just, it, it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. So, so uh, I flashed it on the screen Saturday on South, over 300,000 yeah. Instagram followers. And a lot of that is on your content, right? A decent amount is on my. I, I don't run social media anymore. I strictly do video content now. But yeah, um, okay. So I, I partner with Alex uh, Anstead, one of our buddies who does that a lot as well. And um, you know, like it, it's we we still. I have, I've kind of shifted more to the podcast, the Saturday Football Uncensored, excuse me, podcast, and um, and so we, we I do more of that. But yeah, I, I mean, I kind of I built it. I'll say that I did build it. So yeah. So I yeah. I saw this earlier on Twitter. You got into it with. Uh, Actually, one of my biggest supporters. Uh, uh, yeah, he's uh, that's, that's, that's uh, uh, the LXN. Yeah, you, you were going, you were going at it with the the Nick Saban debate. Oh, that's not a debate. It's not a debate. <laughs> Listen, let me, let me just preface by saying this: I have a hard time. I can cuss on here, right? I'm not going to be unhinged, but like, I, no, I have a hard ahead. time not being an asshole. Like in general, we're talking trash about sports, and I'm very sarcastic, and like I, you know. I root a lot of like, like my comedy in like being a little bit acerbic and, and kind of start, like I said, like sarcastic and smart ass. Yeah, yeah, LSU, yeah, yeah. I love LSU. I love LSU. I love Baton Rouge. I saw my birthday in Baton Rouge last year. Like that's where I chose to go. Like I love Baton Rouge. I love Death Valley. But this whole idea of like, I made a joke about how, you know, I don't understand why you would hate Nick Saban. I fully understand why you would hate Nick Saban. I would despise Nick Saban. Really? And his daughter wasn't one of my best friends. That being said, this whole concert, this whole idea of like, well, the only reason Bama ever got good is because Saban left our team to go there and then started recruiting Louisiana players. Like, okay, so all I'm hearing is Saban went to Bama, then he out-recruited you for a decade and then beat you for a decade. All the excuses imaginable were being made about why Alabama has won six national championships. And I was just very surprised. That's all I'll say. You know what's funny? So you 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 say if you were in an LSU positioned you wouldn't like nick i i i don't like obviously you know he's a coach of you know the guy that's that that's dominated lsu yeah. but here here's my position on nick right did he did he lie whenever he and let me know in the chat type why for yes if you still hate nick type in for no it's water under the bridge it's been so mm -hmm. long here's my thing marla you cover all these sec teams mm -hmm. so you have to play kate to the Arkansas, the mm -hmm. South Carolinas, all these teams, right? Yeah. I know so, I'm good at my job is when somebody accuses me of being a different fan of another team. Right. It happens right. all the time. That's yeah. Right. So, and, and that's starting to happen to me on my SEC channel. Yeah. Uh, everyone thinks I'm a Tennessee fan now. But the, the funny thing is, is there are so many programs that would trade what happened to LSU for them to have one national championship. Yes. Or one even playoff appearance. So my thing is this: it's been so much time since then. Yeah, that it, it would be different if like Marcus Spears and Kirsten Pittman and yeah. all these guys that play for him just said, "Well, I hate that guy. He wasn't a good." Yeah. It, no, they 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 adore him. So mm -hmm. yes, I I'm not the biggest Nick fan, but I'm I'm over it. So let's yeah. see if uh, Player X says he hates Bama, not Nick. Uh, we have. Dane says he's over it. I think I think I think most rational LSU fans. I think are, yeah. Are over and it's, it. Listen, every fan base has their irrational fans. Bama's the worst. 
but it's also Twitter. So it's like, you're not going to, you're finding the fringe, right? Like the lunatic fringe of people that are going to say whatever, read, read real edit. Wait, not real edit. Who was the other one that made it, that made the point. Um, I'm trying to scroll back up here. Uh, no, TJ Reed. He said, I don't hate Nick because he left. I hate Nick because he's, he's been the best. I think that makes sense too. Listen, yeah. like I, you know, I fully get it. I, I, I get to do this for a job for a job now, and I'm very lucky to do that. But like, not every team is 2019 LSU. Like, I as a Bama fan got caught up in how much fun <laughs> that team was. Right? Like that yeah. that team was awesome to watch. Like, I, I went to the Auburn game. I went to the SC Championship game. I, I went to the Peach Bowl. Like, it was so much fun. Not yeah. every team's like that. Almost all, all teams right. aren't like that. So I fully get it. I understand why he would be hated as well. Let me ask you this, okay. I, I do want to get to this because I know I'll forget this question. All right. Nate Bargatze, guest picker. You yeah. and I have privately had conversations about guest picker selection. Yeah. So 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 uh I think a lot of people are wondering, like, who the who the hell is it's Nate Bargatze? What what the, 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 the so uh, I, I'll just I'll just let you go. Your thoughts. I thought it was an odd pick. I, yeah. I don't I mean He's a Vandy guy, right? I think, like, yeah, yeah. I think he has Vandy ties, but in the way he does his stand-up, it's like he's very self-deprecating. Doesn't say that he like really, right? Yeah, he makes fun of himself about how dumb he is. But you know, you and I do that, and, and, and I don't think that's actually how we are either. But so, like, could just be part of the shtick. I don't know. Um, I like he's hilarious. He's hilarious. Great. I will say this: I had very high expectations for him on SNL last week. And I don't know if his humor translated well to that. So I wonder if the humor will translate oh. to um, to what do you call it um, to college World, or to college game day. I also yeah. say I wonder how his. I kind of have a feeling that his personality and his style, like of like his comedic style and timing, was is going to go over really well with Pat McAfee. And people hate Pat Mac. I don't know why. Um, I love him. I, I I think he's he's phenomenal. Um, and it kind of gives him a shot in the arm. Excuse me. It's kind of like a shot in the arm um, for, for game day. So I, I I think it'll be a lot of fun. Let, let me let me ask the chat this, because you and I are in the comedy world. All right. So yeah. we know who, we know who Nate Bargatze is. Yeah. Type Y for yes. Type in for no in the chat. Yes. If you knew who Nate Bargatze was before yeah. today or in if you didn't know who Nate Bargatze was beforehand. I love Nate. I do. I um I vaguely know Aaron Weber. I vaguely have uh, done a show with Dusty Slade before. So mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I know those guys are excited, but it was kind of weird. You know, Nashville's yeah. not that far from Tuscaloosa, and there have just been like so many like iconic LSU Bama like game day pickers, right? Not really? Like, maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm just misremembering it, but the one that sticks out the most is who's the who was the guy in 2011 that was the the, the pitcher of the Giants. Yes. Uh, come on. Um, great beard. Now he yeah, was so great. Good. Beard. Didn't he, he played at LSU though, right? Yes. Yes. He was an L, he was an LSU guy. Come on. Come on. God. Was Bregman uh, on one of them too? Yeah. I I I think I think Breggy was. I, I probably should have looked this up before I was. You, you, uh, like I would. I understand it's at Bama, but like, listen. I, one of my favorite things I do in this job is I do those those uh, matchup breakdowns, and we talk about. Like, yeah. 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 Stuff alumni people from each team and all that kind of stuff and like it, it becomes like a fun like running joke there's not that many great picks from bama like there's a ton from lsu you could have got right. Shaq. you could have got libby dunn even though she's still a student you could have got schemes yeah, like yeah. you could have got almost anybody and it would have been more fun than what you're doing and also it's your second time in Tuscaloosa this year anyway so it's not like you need to placate to bama fans 
thought it was weird yeah. that he didn't either either fan base. Yeah, I would have, and and I'm glad Nate's getting that opportunity. Uh, I'm glad he got the host SNL, and I understand that maybe bringing a new fan base. Yeah. One comedian who I like, who I think was just not good on on game day. Can you name him? No. Sebastian. Sebastian who? Man, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh, I missed that episode. Why was no, he? Dude, it was so bad. It was so 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 bad. Does he like football? No, he he doesn't. Not not at all. I did that one. Just made uh, absolutely freaking lutely yeah. uh, no sense. But uh, let's go to boards with the super chat. Ha ha! I never hated Nick Saban. I was just mad that he left. I'm mad that he landed at Bama. Not sure he left the program a lot better than he. Uh, but yeah, he left the program a lot better than he found it. Yeah. So this is how good of a program Nick left. Uh, less less Miles was able to win. A national championship at LSU. That's how good of a program it was. I mean, <laughs> I will say, and I, I, I'd said this circuit and needle and, and kind of rib LSU fans. And it's like, I, it, <laughs> I mean, the program, I, I know that I'm 37, right? I'm 37. So I grew up at a time where Bama wasn't great for a lot of my childhood and Tennessee and Florida ran the SEC Auburn was was better than Bama a lot when I was growing up. But, like, LSU lost, had a losing record in eight of the previous 11 years before Saban got there. Wow. Eight of the 11. Like, that's almost mind-blowing to think that it went from eight out of 11 losing seasons to 20 straight years of eight wins or more that no one else in the country did. Like, that's no one. Not Ohio State, not USC, not Texas. Like, none of those teams. Um, it's a level. Of, yes. Brian Wilson. Brian that's Wilson. A, that's yeah. the one. Um, yeah, man, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think, uh, I, I think that it is going to, it's going to be a really good game. I was kind of hoping game day wasn't going to be there. Cause I feel like every time they are there, Bama loses this game. But that could be an overreaction because yeah. they also <laughs> rarely have lost this game. Right. Let, let me, okay. So I think you're in a unique, uh, position to answer this because you are in the SEC right. and you, do Saturday down south, so you, you deal with every fan base every yeah. day. So you said Alabama is has the worst fans. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I I want you to take Alabama out because I think there's a Tennessee. piece of that uh, Tennessee. <laughs> Not even close. Tennessee and Georgia are the worst fan bases in the world. They're awful. Georgia's awful. Like in, in part of that's because I grew up in Georgia and I lived there for for most of my life. I just went to Columbia, South Carolina, not that long ago. But like Tennessee fans are. Like anytime you are like trying to be a bad person and you wear it on your, like your sleeve, like a, like a, like a badge of honor, that always weirds me out. Like it's one thing to like, you know, talk trash and say things like this and that, blah, blah. But like, I said, I remember I had a video that came out last year that went viral about how, what Georgia was going to do to Tennessee. It was like a prediction video. And I ended up being for whatever reason, just spot on, like from, from start, like Georgia was going to dominate and this is why blah, blah, blah. Um, they, I mean, I had like a thousand messages. People were like, like my mom had to get off Twitter. She's a pastor. My mom had to get off Twitter for okay. the names that they were calling her. And it was just like, just, and they, they just saw the whole thing was funny. It's just like, you know, this, you shouldn't have said anything about our team. It's like, bro, I get, that's what I get paid to do. Like, like that's my whole job. Like I, that, that, what? Like it just, I, Tennessee fans are awful. Georgia fans are odd because it's like, Georgia fans have had this, 
perennial chip on their shoulder about like what all like anytime you say something's like all right why don't you guys cool off a little bit like you've won back-to-back natties no one thinks you're not any good no one's disrespecting you and it, it'll be like i've heard 1980 jokes my whole life <laughs> blah, blah blah you guys have been tweeting about this forever and i'm like bro and, and my favorite thing too is like when somebody's like i've been hearing 1980 jokes my whole life and they're like 27 i'm like bro that thing <laughs> you haven't been hearing it your whole life you yeah. know, <laughs> what so everyone in the chat immediately said florida they said florida i've heard so, so I I would say Florida. I would say Florida has. A- well, I don't. I don't. Not. I'm not trying to stir the pot here, but like, I mean, I've been running. I ran SDS social media from 2018 to to partially now. I've never had a run in Florida. Twitter okay. It's so ir- irrelevant. So you, but you did. I was trying to pull it up. I should have oh, done. I did? No, 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 no. You did get into it with Texas A&M fans with your 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 latest sketch. Or did was it? Mer- well, oh, no, your Texas A and M yell leader thing. <laughs> did was it? Well, what you did the? I will say, out of anyone that has done a Texas A and M yell leader sketch, I would say yours is definitely in the the top two or three. It's, it's, I, it's, I appreciate it's, that. It's, I feel it, like it's it more was, scarily accurate than anything. It is the weirdest group, man. It is the weirdest group. I mean. That is a weird, it's the finger guns, the finger guns is just like, it's hard not, it's hard to take it seriously. Um, but they are like, I will say one thing I respect about them in Auburn, because Auburn is just diet Texas A&M. Like they're, they are A&M light. Like they're as much of a cult, if not more than, like the thing about A&M that's so weird is that they're the only people outside of high school seniors that wear a class ring. <laughs> and even high school seniors after like two months are like, oh, I gotta take this thing off. This is kind of embarrassing. But I, like AM fans are like, wear this thing till I die, brother. And then they made a statue of it outside. They made a statue of the ring. The ring is the statue. You just wear it. We don't need to see a statue of what you're already wearing. It makes no sense. Um, Michigan scandal, big deal or not? Uh, I think it's a big deal. I don't think it will be made a big deal. I think Michigan, it's a blue blood program that is currently in the hunt for a national championship. So I will ask you this before I even tell you the, the final. Okay. What name a time that the NCAA has done. I'll give you options. The correct, the reasonable, or even the, what's the word I'm looking for here? Proportionate or appropriate um, responding discipline. For a program, When's it, when, Nate, give me one. Uh, SMU deserved the death penalty. No, I'm sure. kidding. Uh, 84. Uh, 84. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's how far we have to go back. Um, this is a thing where it's like they've just never done it. There's no consistency to it. I thought SEC shorts, those guys nailed this video. They did yeah. making fun of it because they brought in Mizzou. Because Mizzou, I mean, dude, Mizzou, like if people forget this, Mizzou self reported. Like this girl who was extorting them, like she was forcing these kids that she was like, Hey, I took your test for you. Now I'm going to blackmail the school and the administration and the athletic department for $5,000, like $50,000. And, and she, they were, they self-reported it. They were being extorted and blackmailed by this rogue tutor. And they got a year bull ban. It's like, what? Like, but Michigan's not going to get in any trouble. And I thought the athletic put out a really interesting thing today. They they brought up the fact that it was like 
there's like 92% of the coaches think that they have, they have cheated. I think 84% think they have gained upwards of 10 points per game off this. It's blatantly obvious they cheated. And the funny part about it is they cheated with the 111th ranked strength of schedule in the country. <laughs> like, dude, come to the SEC West for a half a season. And, and you're cheating. You're cheating to beat Rutgers. What? So, I think I think this is big. This was actually just uh, put out there. Uh, I I just saw this. Um, Ryan Walters, so a younger coach. I know he's a head coach, so he's you know well paid. But a younger coach and yeah. being like not being anonymous, he says these aren't allegations. It happened. There's video evidence. There's ticket purchases you could track back. We know for a fact that they were at a number of our games. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's grown on me, right? Uh, and your boy Feinbaum uh, was trying to get some heat because he changed his opinion. Yeah, I've changed, I've changed my opinion too because you know I for the stuff that I do, like the film studies, I do talk to coaches and analysts and and, and players from time to time, and most of them will tell you. Uh, that it's not that big a deal because everyone's always doing right. signs and stuff like that. But once you start learning more, and this guy has like the the Ray Bans with the little camera on yeah, there. It is, I, well, I here's, just, here's the thing, though, Carter. If you're gonna sit here and tell me, if you're gonna sit here and tell me, well, everyone does it. Okay, how are you dumb enough to get caught? Like, like if everyone does it, how how is Michigan this? That, like because Michigan, I've sat here. I'm again 37. I've I watched Michigan look down their nose at people since I've been alive about how great of a uh, Michigan has won half a national title since 1948. Half, half, and, and they get a a like get out of jail free card for for just being in the cool kids group of like oh, no we're blue blood we got 11 natties man. What you know? Here's another thing too. I hate about Michigan. This is the team that I hate the most this year is Michigan, and it's not even close. Do you know that they played Nebraska on September 30th, the last day of the month? It's, it's the last day of the month. That is the first time since 2019, excluding the COVID year, that they left the state of Michigan to play a game in the month of September. Five years. That is interesting. That is interesting. It's something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've said this all the time about Kentucky. They they game their schedules, but they're Kentucky. You know, if you're Michigan, if you're Michigan, they they do they do. I mean, they just they just got to beat Ohio State every year, and you're in the playoffs, every year. right? They've, uh, they've played. They've played. I think it's five regular season ranked opponents in the last like three years combined, and it's Ohio State, Ohio State, Penn State, Penn State, and like Michigan State. That's it. Give us something about Alabama that about this current team. Yeah, and, and you've already shared, you know, a controversial opinion saying that you don't think. LSU's offense is going to move the football as well as people think they will. And you don't think vice versa is going to happen I, to the extreme. Like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So you don't think this is going to be USC versus Colorado? No. So you don't No, no. Cause I think there's too many athletes on the field for both sides. Like I don't think Bama's like Bama's offensive line is terrible. Harold Perkins is still one of, I thought Harold Perkins was the best defensive player in the country coming into the season. He, I don't know what they've done to him. It's like teaching a running back to throw the football for some reason. Like just, let the kid go out there and play. Like that's he's a very very good player. When you let him just go out and play, Mason right. Smith is an elitely talented kid. And there's elite there's elite talent all over the defense. Like I, I understand that they're decimated with injuries. I think that's one thing I think is interesting because 
Bama's getting healthy. Terry and Arnold coming back is huge for them. Kool-Aid has been really good. But, like, here's the thing, man. And, you know, I'll give you the prediction I gave on the on the podcast, right? Yeah. Um, and and I know what I've said on Twitter today. And, and I, I, you know, I've, I've, I've tried to kind of fan the flames a little bit with the rivalry because it's a lot of fun. And I, and I love the fact that Bama's won 11 in the last 13. But LSU is, I think I threw out that they've only scored more than 17 points in this game twice in the last 13 games. To LSU's credit, they've won both of those games when they've done it. This LSU team is going to score more than 17 points. And I think in the past, when you look at this, like sometimes you look at these games, like who's the first of 40? Can so-and-so get 40? I don't think it's like that. Because I, I I mean, but you look at LSU's offense, there's only one game this season they've scored less than 30. There's only two games this season they've scored less than 40. And outside of that first game against Florida State, which we can kind of like say they've definitely turned the corner as an offense and as a team. Like, I know it happened in Oxford, but, like, they, they are a different team. I don't think that nas- the national championship hopes are completely done at all for LSU because if they win this game and I think they're capable of beating Georgia, I think they're still in it. But when's the last time we've seen an SEC team held out of the playoff or the or the national championship? So I think to write them off is stupid. I don't think that Bama's offensive line, and I don't think that Bama's offense is, is good enough to keep up with this team, especially if they're down late. And a lot of times in one game per season, you're going to see a team – you're going to see a game where it's like Gary Danielson always says this. I know people hate him, but this is a really good point. And that is you got to look at your quarterback every now and every, every once, once a season and say, hey, you got to go win us a football game. And a lot of times that's this game because it, it is right. a war for three and a half hours. It, and it almost always is. And if you're telling me that Jalen Milrow is going to go out there down three or down seven and will this team back to victory no matter how bad the defense is, one, he's only been in that situation one time this year. And outside of that, like he hasn't at all. I don't trust him on that. And when he was in the situation against Texas, my dog says hello. When he was in that situation yeah. against Texas, you're talking about taking a lead in the fourth quarter, and within not like, within five plays, not only were you down, like and you were down by ten. So I think this game plays out with LSU taking a lead in the third or fourth, and it and can they get to thirty? Because I know that LSU is going to get to thirty. I don't know if Alabama's going to need 30 points. I think you're talking about like a 31 to 28 type game going in the fourth. And I, I just have this feeling that Milrow in that moment, it might be too big for him. And he has a turnover and LSU capitalizes like that offense does. And I think the final score is going to be LSU 38, 28. Oh, you're like, Oh, you're picking LSU. Yeah. My kind of guy. That's I, I, truth be told, I didn't know you were going to pick LSU, um, but he does need to go play with this dog. He does need to go. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yes. Uh, hang out with the fam. I want yeah. to keep it too long because I know you got a crazy schedule. Vern yeah. Funquist. So earlier today he was on Fine Bomb. Hopefully, uh, this appearance was as good. Yeah, I have, I have a blast. I, I know you said ten or fifteen minutes. I'm sorry, I just apparently talked the whole time because no, no, th- th- that's okay. what we do. Add yeah, a thing to the generous super chat. We'll get to that right after uh, this. This so long to our guest. Yeah. Um, it's important to go follow Vern Funquist. So the reason why I pointed that out earlier about Saturday Night South is it's hard as hell to grow on Instagram. No. 300,000 followers off his content. The best way you could support him is go follow him on Twitter at Vern Funquist. You're one of the funniest yeah. guys uh, I know in the SEC sphere. And we'll talk to you soon, my friend. I really appreciate it, big dog. Sounds good, guys. Y'all have a good one. Good luck this weekend. All right, buddy. Cheers. So really appreciate Chris Marler, and I appreciate all these super chats flowing in. 
as you guys know, we are still perfect on guests, okay? Uh, most of you watch every single show that I do. I will never have a bad guest on here, okay? I have never had a bad guest. I will only have people who you will find compelling, and I think he's very compelling. He's been a friend of mine for a long time, um, and he got into it with some PHL viewers earlier today on Twitter. It was kind of crazy. Let's go to Adam with the generous super chat. TJ, I really appreciate you. Jared, I really appreciate you. Thank you guys so much. If they pressure Milro like Texas A&M did, we have the offense to score key to win this game. It's to make Milro make mistakes. I think LSU wins big with a good defensive outing from our front seven. Let's go. So, uh, for those that couldn't tell, he does a good job of, of, of hiding it to a certain extent. Chris Marler is an Alabama fan. He went to Alabama, okay? And as he said in the interview, uh, he, one of his good friends is Nick Saban's daughter. So he picked LSU, okay? Now, it's his job to maintain as neutral uh, viewpoint as you possibly can. I try to be as neutral about LSU uh, and as objective. I really do feel LSU is going to win this football game. I really, really, really do. I really do. Okay, uh, but Adam is right here. You know, the only thing I would bring up about this is Texas A&M's defensive line is better than ours, especially with no um, with no Wingo in particular. But our defensive line, with the way Mason and, and, and Jefferson played this past weekend, the way Swinson has flashed for us, I think we do have enough up front to create some pressure. But the key thing that we must do, Adam, if we're going to create this pressure, is we cannot let Milrow run for things. Okay, uh, you 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 just can't let Milrow go crazy with his legs. You just can't. Okay. Now I didn't meet Player X. Trusting he Marler is a beast, man. Absolute funny guy. I was going to play his Texas A&M sketch. I couldn't find it though. His Texas A&M yell leader sketch is so good. Y'all watch it after though this live stream because I want to see all your beautiful faces in here. Let's go to TJ here. That's some kind of weird reverse psychology. No, even though he's a bammer, he, he thinks LSU is going to win. Okay. I think so too. I feel feel I feel pretty good about it. I do. Now am I going to sit here and tell you, hey, there is a chance that Alabama can win this game. Yeah, I'll sit here and tell you that. They've got a really good football team. In terms of blue chip ratio, they have more talent. I just think with what we have at quarterback and with the way the rest of our offense is playing, I think it's going to be really hard, really hard for us to not put up the points necessary to win this game. Really, really, really hard. Their leading tackler is a true freshman, Caleb Downs, though. When you watch him play, you tell me if you don't see Jamal Adams. That kid looks like him. He really does. He's he's a good player. I don't know if he's Jamal Adams good, but he 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 has flashes. Look at Jared A coming in hot at the super chat. The only running Milro will be doing is to the sideline on fourth down. <laughs> I love it. Now, um, I do I do have something very interesting. If you guys are interested in me. Personally, um, something pretty crazy happened to me this uh, th this past week. 
Okay. And then after that, I'm going to share with you a few things about a key player who we have not mentioned all stream. Okay. And that's coming up right after this. PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season. And I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. TJ is a guy with Louisiana Controls. If you want me to get you connected, let me know. Now, something pretty cool. Uh, I became a college basketball play-by-play announcer. So uh, with some of the live stream schedules, we're still going to stick with it, but we're going to be moving some things around. I got three games I have to do next week, so it's pretty cool. Um, So, yeah, um, obviously, it's a new challenge. I'm always down for new challenges. I've never actually done a lot of college basketball play-by-play. I've done a lot of football. I've done some soccer and some baseball. Um, But... Uh, but yeah, I freaking love it. I really do. So, uh, so yeah, it, it will, if the live stream schedules change, it won't be like, it won't be like an hour difference. It might be a little bit 30 minutes, like after, um, the, 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 the time, but there you go. Um, now we get to this next player. One guy we've not mentioned at all tonight is Logan Diggs. Okay. We've not talked a whole lot about Logan, man. This is a good spot for Logan. All right. This will be his toughest matchup yet. It, it's not even close. This will be his toughest matchup yet. Alabama's rush defense is really good. It's really freaking good. Okay. Um, so I think for me, we'll see how Logan holds up throughout the course of this year. Do I think Logan is a guy who, um, can get the job done versus Alabama. I do. I also think Josh and John will get their opportunities in this game as well. One thing that will be fascinating is how much will Brian Kelly want to use Caleb, right? So Caleb Jackson, number 28, as many of you know, is probably our most dynamic player with the football in his hands of the running backs. Um, how much does he play? Or does Brian Kelly go with experience? You know, Josh Williams and John Emery had really good football games last year, in particular, Josh Williams versus Alabama. Okay. So these two have have had big game experience, right? They've gone up against this defense and had big moments, and in particular, Josh. So, you know, for me, I, I'm in a spot here where I want this game to be mostly Logan and, and Josh. Okay. I I do. I trust those guys the most in, in, in this moment, but I think you will see some John. I think you will see some Caleb. Okay. So, uh, there you go. But yeah, you'll learn more about like the college basketball stuff I'll be doing, um, throughout the year. Everybody welcome Cam to the channel. Good to see you. I don't know what show this avatar is from. Uh, Katani Milrow is going to be. Um, 
Gonna be key. Yes, player X, that's always key, man. The Venmo is is where it's at, and I get that money direct. I appreciate it. But I do appreciate Adam and those guys because, you know, towards this point of the season, the Super Chats do go down, and that's okay, right? Especially now with the the price of everything going up even higher. Uh, But this generosity goes a long way. Most of what I do from the full-time job comes from your generosity, and I really do appreciate it, okay? I don't have a gazillion sponsors, right? I have Louisiana Controls, I have Underdog Fantasy, a few other, you know, support uh, channels and that kind of stuff. But thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate you. It goes a long way. Okay. <laughs> Pierce, I love the way he said that. John Emery, 35-yard, Will Ryan coming. Adam wants to talk some John as well, so we'll do that. That Emery slip last year was good stuff. I want to see more of that. That was a really good play call. So, that sequence, Adam, was also very key in the game. So the play before that, um, Will actually got beat by Will Anderson, and that was like the one time Will Campbell really got beat badly. Will Anderson swim moved to the inside, got a sack on a three-man rush, and we did have somebody open on that play. So in the next play, Alabama brings you know a very heavy blitz, and Jaden did a good job throwing in the direction of it and hitting John in the flats. He was, you know, by his lonesome and John, you know, did the rest. Um, You know, you look at John's career versus Alabama. So he didn't play much in the 2019 game. Obviously the 2020 game, he had that long run versus Alabama. Uh, You know, 2021, uh, he obviously didn't really play. And then 2022, uh, he had the huge play versus Alabama. So do we see, John have another explosive touchdown uh, versus Alabama. Maybe we do. Okay. So, yeah, Emory is – I think they will give him some touches. But I really like Logan, and I'm telling you right now, Josh Williams, I understand. We're always going to remember. Always going to remember. Clyde Everett-Alaire. Okay. We're always going to remember Clyde Everett-Alaire. And what he did versus Alabama. But Josh Williams, his Alabama performance last year was stuff of legend, right? It really was crazy. Um, and it wasn't as good a statistical game, and he didn't have as many big plays as, as obviously Clyde, but they were both undersized three stars. And Josh was a two star that just truck stick four and five star guys. It's absolutely crazy. Um, but that's the thing, you know, we can get into who's a more talented team and all that stuff, and that stuff does matter. Um, and a special thanks to BDC. I really appreciate uh, BDC. He just became a patron. Thank you so much, BDC. Shoot me a message on Patreon, and uh, we'll get you a Mason Taylor card in the mail for you, man. That goes to you. Let's see here. I think we hit the hundo mark. Okay. We are close to a hundo on YouTube Super Chats. If we get another $10 Super Chat, we'll give out a Josh Williams card tonight as well. And that uh, that can go to anyone. Okay? Player X thinks it should be the Logan game. 20-25-30 carry game for Logan. Probably in that 20 range. I, I would think Logan's going to get about 20 touches. So... Yeah. Yeah, that catch was so great. The Clyde 39 conversion. 
he got robbed of a third and medium earlier in that half and he got a bad spot and that should have been a first down, but they didn't give it to him. Okay. Why? I don't know. Um, so then Logan, um, Logan did the daggum thing after uh, I say Logan. Clyde had another situation where it's third and medium. Bama brought an all-out blitz. They got home, pressure right up the middle. Joe threw it out to Clyde, and he made one of the most impressive first downs you'll ever see. It's amazing what Clyde was able to do in that game. And that's what it takes to beat Alabama, right? The one thing you can always say about a Nick Saban coach team, you, you're never really going to blow them out. Okay, we played one of our absolute best games an LSU team could possibly play versus Alabama. And we only won that thing by five. And it should have been 10, 15, 20, that range. They are so tough to beat. Nick always goes down fighting. Okay, so. So. Yeah. Joseph thinks a little slip route to KJ28. Yeah, I could see it. Um, the only issue with that, Joseph, is you know, you know, do we really want to throw the football out of the backfield to uh Caleb when he when he dropped that one versus Ole Miss? That's that's a lot um to put on his shoulders, but I'm down. Getting him touches uh, is really good for our offense. I'll say this. After watching, you know, the Bama running back room a lot more this week, our running back room is better. I can objectively say they are better. So, you know, out of all the position groups, I thought that one was kind of like a push. But LSU's got the offensive advantage at every offensive position, right? It's just a major disadvantage in this game is their defense is so much better than LSU's defense. So let's just say in terms of just college football as a whole, let's just say LSU wins this game and they win it comfortably, which isn't going to happen, but let's just say it does. Then that is the ultimate example that the sport is all about offense, right? So we um, – I, I we, we just got to be – we just got to make a few stops. We just need a few stops. I I, I think Jane's going to move the football at will. I do. I do. Okay. Call it bias. Call it whatever. I think we're going to move the football at will. I do. Steve slipping in. What's up, good? What's up, my guy? Steve's my mother effing God, bro. Any idea who the officiating crew is? So I've not looked up who the officiating crew is. Um, I doubt it's going to be the same as the Bama game, but you know, if I am BK, I am telling my defense, don't, don't do anything dirty, make them have to earn everything. Okay. Yeah, we can use a few third and 17 Texases in this game. I kind of wish, and simply I know 
this will be painful for you. I kind of wish Alabama was undefeated. I do. So when we slay them, it'll be so much better. Let's go to Darnell. On the beach. In order to win this game, we must win the last five minutes of the first half and the first five minutes of the third quarter. Look at you, Darnell, going crazy. That's true, the middle eight, or the middle ten in this instance. Always a weird time, which goes back to the very beginning of this live stream. The one thing Brian Kelly must do is defer to the second half because winning the middle eight becomes so much easier for you to defer to the second half. Oh, race, come on. Come on, race. Come on. I, I'm not trading anything for what any LSU football result has been over the past few decades. Can't really ask for anything more than what we've had to experience. The only program that has had it better than us over the last few decades is Alabama. That's it. That's it. Okay. Sanchez. Michael Sanchez. Whoever wins the third quarter wins a football game. That's true. Saban has been a really good third quarter coach this year. Okay. Yeah, it's true, Bojax. That is true. It's a good point. Let's go to Steve's question here. A little, a little bit of a, a side note. Does Mizzou have a chance versus Georgia? Man, I I would say, I would say that they do. Obviously, they have elite talent, right? Luther Burden is elite. I mm, here's my issue, man. Kirby is the best coach in the sport. It, he's so good, man. He's so good, and you know it's going to take a while for someone to to sur- surpass him. Uh, as the best coach in the sport right now. Now, he's not had the best career. That would be Nick. And Brian Kelly is in, like, the top five, top ten. Um, I just like Kirby in this spot, man. He he motivates his team so good. Georgia is so well coached. Yeah, they have the best players. Yeah, they recruit better than everyone, not named Alabama. But... You know, I did a film study in the SEC channel for the Florida-Georgia game. I was shocked at how disciplined that team was, how buttoned up they were, how smart they are, okay? You know, they they just they just do smart things, right? It is ridiculous. Like, I can truly see him. And then this has always been a thing with, with Kirby. Sure. Dudes, guys off the field like to put the pedal to the metal. They do. And that's got to stop. It's very dangerous. But on the football field, those guys know what TF to do when they are out there. Okay. So, man, yeah, I think I I, I think you could I think you could see it now. I, I think you could see Georgia blowing them out. I think they will blow them out. If I want to be honest with you. 
And a f- follow up on Steve's question here. Is there any way we get in 10 and 2 SEC champs? I don't know. I think I think you would want Georgia to win out. Okay. And the reason why you would want Georgia to win out is because if let's just say LSU wins out and you win a rematch versus Missouri, I don't think that's going to be enough. I don't think I don't think that's going to be enough. I think if LSU wins out and the offense continues to put the points up that they do and they beat Georgia in Atlanta and if Georgia keeps winning they're they'll be wire to wire one of the top 2 teams in the CFP rankings. You'll see. Okay. Uh you, you you'll see LSU get in. Now, will they get in over undefeated Florida State? No. Will they get in over undefeated Michigan or Ohio State? No. But the good thing is Oklahoma and Texas are both lost. And you could see a playoff, of course, of Washington, LSU, Michigan, and uh, Washington, LSU, Michigan, and the Big 12 winner. And, well, Florida State, excuse me. And, and Florida State. But would one loss Texas get in over LSU? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, come on. Real Ed O is blaming his son for this. Does Real Ed O deserve a block? That's not what the super dads of PHL do. That's not what the super dads of PHL do. We don't throw our sons under the bus, and I don't have a son. I don't have a daughter either. I'm not a dad. We do not throw our kids under the bus here on PHL. Does Real Ed O deserve a block? I think that was just you, Real Ed O. And he was just looking for someone to blame. He was like, that was Johnny. I don't know about that. One loss Texas and one loss Oregon gets in over LSU. Do they? Well, Oregon have done enough, though. I don't know. But let's see what happens this weekend before we start talking situations. Bojack says, when will be the last stream you'll do before the game? It's tonight. So take advantage of it tonight. Unless you guys absolutely, positively need me to go live tomorrow. But Friday night's... It's not the best night to go live or anything like that. Thank you, H-Town. You fall on the sword for your kid. You, 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 you do anything for your kid. Okay?
Really appreciate you guys. Uh, let me go to this here. PowerLSU.com slash shop is where you can support me. PowerLSU.com slash shop. Please go get some merch. The web bill is due. Last merch order was actually, uh, I think, last week by Dr. Morgan. I appreciate you. PowerLSU.com slash shop. Ooh, Corey, that's a good question. Who's my favorite player that went to Bama? I, I'm always a fan of undersized uh, people. So, you know, Bryce Young, I've always I've always liked Bryce. I mean, he's it's kind of hard to just hate that guy. I mean, he's just an affable guy. Um, but, yeah, I, I would probably say him. I interviewed Courtney Upshaw a lot. He was a defensive, like, edge player for them. And, yeah. Oh, Zach. Ugh. Yeah, Darnell, I don't know if I can go Julio because of the... I don't know. Julio. Julio's cool. Like, the Patrick Peterson-Julio Jones matchups were, were crazy. I see a few of you mentioning some LSU players, or Bama players from Louisiana. I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> no, Mac. And honestly, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, I, like, I personally would like it. I would like to have two LSU Tigers in New York City. Part of that, though, is that could split your vote. Right, that that would be a sign that the vote, because college football is very regional, right? Let's just say Penix, you know, wins out, right? So the whole Northwest is going to be voting for Michael Penix, right? Um, whereas let's, let's just say Malik and, and Jaden continue to go off, then if they both get to New York, you could get a case of a split vote. Now it doesn't necessarily mean that's going to happen because. You know, Alabama had Mac Jones and Devonta Smith, and Devonta Smith was still able to win it. But, you know, for me, uh, that would be pretty cool. That would obviously be great for recruiting. But ultimately, you want you want someone to win the award. And hopefully it is Jay Normalik at this point. Pooh Bear. I do want to shout out Pooh Bear, Sherry Berry. And um, the bunch, uh, quite a few of you PHLers uh, tonight. Um, you know, we have a lot. And don't ask me why. Don't ask me why this is the case. Okay. But we do have quite a few of you um, that live in Alabama. Okay. Now, why is that the case? I don't know. But Pooh Bear, of course, one of our biggest supporters. Jared, of course, one of our biggest supporters. 
Sherry Berry, one of our biggest supporters. There's so many. There's so freaking many that live in Alabama. And you have got to live with these people at all times. You got to deal with the gumps 24-7. Let's go to Zach Super Chat here. What does Malik need to do to beat out Marvin Harrison Jr. for the Bolitnikoff? Zach, uh, I, I got bad news for you. It's probably not going to happen. Now, if Malik just goes freaking nuclear, I'm talking about nine catches for 221 and two tutties every single game, then he will win it. Okay? But award season isn't sometimes when you play. It's when you play versus other players that are also elite and have a last name. Okay. Marvin Harrison Jr. is so good. He's definitely the best wide receiver prospect since Jamar Chase. Mind you, a lot of Julio Jones. He is so good. It is a. It would be just me hating saying that he is not the best receiver in the sport, okay? But I can also make this statement that I felt if Malik had the season he had last year, he's winning the Bolitnikov, right? Um, who, who won it last year? I know Jordan Addison won it the year before. Malik had a better year than Jordan Addison. Who freaking won the Bolitnikov last year? Come on, was it... Um, it wasn't Alave. I, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Still, now it's, 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 it's tearing me up. Who freaking won the Bolitnikov last year? I could just go look it up. Somebody look it up for me. Malik just had some bad luck. And honestly, there are so many uh, good receivers. So, no, Addison won it two years ago when he was with Pitt. Okay, who won it last year? Unless he won it last year as well. It's, it's killing me. Jalen Hyatt of Tennessee won it last year. Okay. But at this point, this has just been such an elite year for wide receivers, right? I mean, when Luther Byrne is not a top four guy for the Bolitnikoff, it's telling you everything you need to know. The Adunzi guy for Washington's good. Keon Coleman, you could make a case, deserves it. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. Can Malik surpass Marvin Harrison? The thing that's going to be really tough is. It's it's hard to be the last name man, and in this case, it's a first and last name. And Marvin Harrison had so much preseason hype. It's it's hard. It's really hard. Also, Marvin Harrison is producing with a crappy quarterback. 
And it's clear to see that Ohio State just um, um, Ohio State just is it's just tough. I mean, they got they got they don't really have any other receivers. I mean, they got other talented receivers, but really only Harrison's the guy that gets open. Um, but yeah, Malik just kind of ran into a buzzsaw here, but he can't win it. He can win it. It's a good question, Jay. I would also say this. I think LSU's got a somewhat decent shot to win the Joe Moore Award, okay, which goes to the best offensive line. Now, here's why I don't think they're going to win that. Because the Joe Moore Award is under a little bit of pressure here, okay? Who um, who who won the Joe Moore Award the last two years? Well, it went to the same team, Michigan. Michigan won the Joe Moore Award two years in a row, okay? And Georgia said, hey, we deserve it. And I thought it should have gone to Georgia last year. I really do. Um, so, yeah, you know, the Joe Moore has already been to LSU once. We won it in 2019. Okay. So it was LSU 2019, Bama 2020, and then Michigan 2021 and 2022. So I think Joe Moore is, is going to say, look, we got we to get this thing to Georgia this year. Yeah, Bojax. That's what I normally drink in here. So, but maybe I shouldn't drink it this weekend for obvious reasons. Okay. God, we had such a great guest tonight. Darren G. Sean Alexander. That's actually not a bad one. Which is, it's not. It's not a bad pick for for. My favorite Bama player. I actually have Sean Alexander jersey. I, I loved him. The reason why I loved him is because, uh, but that's that Seahawks team. I I loved any kind of arm sleeve or elbow pad, and he had those freaking biker elbow pads. I freaking loved that. <laughs> that's so funny. I don't even know what to say. Mm. Al, what's good, man? Was I even born in 1988? I don't know. Should I reveal my age? I don't know if I can. Bones, what's good? Everybody, welcome John Jones to the channel. What's up, Bones? 
Do I think Toviano plays a lot this week? I hope so. Let him loose. I mean, that's when he fell in love with LSU when we beat them. When we beat Alabama, he was there. I, st- I still remember the video he shot. Dang, Todd. Why, why would you just say that aloud? Thank you, Jared. <laughs> we we just celebrated our, what, how many years is that? 35th reunion? 35th, 35 year reunion? Yes, I graduated in 88. I'm like Blink-182. I don't remember my age. Another music reference for you. For you punk rockers, you got you got that one. Last week we did David Banner. Tonight we use Blink-182. What's my age again? So I got a message uh, from Pierce a little bit earlier that the Pels got a W tonight. They are four and one. Let's go. I think I think Zion load managed tonight too. Uh-uh. Wait, where is that, Pierce? Where is that? Oh, dude, are you kidding me? Be still my beating heart. Y'all got to see this, bro. This is I freaking conic. This one. So I'm not like a super Lamar fan, but I freaking love him. Like, I just do. Uh, I just feel like, you know, since Lamar's in Burroughs division, it's kind of hard for me to say I'm like a super Lamar and that's so cool. This is from Sherman Wilson. I see Drago's in the background and ESPN something, uh, ESPN Monday something. Ah, that's so cool, man. Now, I can't tell you if this photo was taken tonight or uh, this could have been. My, my best guess is this was from Monday Night Football. Uh, last year, so there's a Monday Night Football game where the Ravens played uh, LSU, uh, say LSU, the Saints. That's so cool, man! Ha ha ha! Doing my phase right here. That is so freaking cool. Glad Jaden got that that moment, man. The two best runners we have ever seen at the quarterback position, right there, and they could throw too. Don't get it twisted. There's a lot of speed in that channel, uh, in that photo. Who's faster? I don't know. I mean, I I guess I guess I guess at this point, I I would say Jaden. I don't know. Lamar doesn't run as much as he used to. 
Yeah, but isn't Drago's in New Orleans too? Because you see in the background right there, this you see the Monday Night Football, and Lamar was on Monday Night Football that night. And you see a lot of security, so this had to have been like some kind of event. But this from Sherman Wilson. That's so cool. Thanks for sending me that, Pierce. That gave me chills, man. I hope Jaden gets to live his dreams and get to be at that that level. That's true. Mike Vick what was was him at Vitek. So those would be the three fastest. But I'll tell you this, Milro, Milro can Milro's got wheels too. But Jaden, man. Jaden is absurdly fast. Absurdly fast. <laughs> over under for Jane's rush yards at a 95. That's a high number. I'm going to go under because I think he's going to get it done from the pocket. On oh, the discord, somebody just dropped a, a mama reference. That's crazy. Pierce, I don't. I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I wouldn't know what to do with myself if that happened. But somebody tell me this: Who is the best oyster? Who has who has the best? Let me say this. Who has the best char grilled oyster? Tell me, who is it? Drago's? I mean, the original? They claim to be the original Chicago Road Oyster. Duke beat Wake tonight. Yeah, I haven't been really keeping up with all the other college football action. Okay, Duke. Duke's got themselves a coach, man. Dang, TCU lost again tonight? That's crazy. Is Jack Bash even playing? No, he didn't even, he didn't, I don't even see him on here. Oh, okay, I'm looking at the wrong one. I still don't see him on here. I think TCU just took two main receivers out of the portal. So hopefully Jack was able to redshirt 
and he still has two years left. I would just get the hell out of Dodge. Actually, I would trust the opinion of Hal, uh, knowing uh, the the seafood connoisseur. Dude, I've never, I've never, I don't remember the last time I've eaten at Pyrene's. See, when my wife and I go to BR, we have to go to Phil's, and that's her favorite place to go. So, you know. Um, so yeah, let me see. So how says Mike Anderson's that's where we went. Drago's chimes, Phil's, uh, Cliff was the one that got me to, uh, Fills. Most of y'all say Dragos. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know that there was a Dragos in BR. I, I'm serious. I didn't know that. So player X says Dragos. I'll tell you the Phil's Buffalo. The Phil's. The Phil's Buffalo Oyster is definitely like top five favorite things for me to eat. Okay. It is one of my favorite things. Funny thing is my, uh, my cousin is actually uh, a championship oyster shucker in BR. It, it sounds like, I know I mess with you guys all the time. It sounds like I just made that up. And I might have. Now, Mac does bring up an interesting question. I'll touch on it briefly. The Jalen Cook waiver. Okay. First thing, shout out to the women's basketball team. Shout out to PHL guest Michaela Williams for doing the daggum thing. And yeah, uh, She, uh, she's awesome. She's awesome. Yeah, we actually just put it up on the screen, Dari. So good. So good. Haley Van Lith. 
But yeah, Tar, you get to pick the next topic, and um, we are over a hundred on uh, the YouTube super chat. So there we go. So let's give out a car. Let's give out a Josh Williams. Okay, who do I want to give this out to tonight? Well, it's I wanted to do the Josh Williams like a first time give out for a Josh card. Okay, and one guy who has never won anything on PHL is Tari. So I think that is a perfect person uh, to give this to. So Tari, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. You've been with me, I think, a year and a half now. I think that's about how long you've been rocking with me. So Tari, all you got to do is hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at PowerHourLSU, and I'm going to send you the Josh Williams card in the mail. Forbes, good to see you, man. Look at you sneak it in. My guy. That was a nasty crossover, and I'm glad you brought brought that up. But yeah, Player X showing some love. Tari definitely deserves it. He's never won anything on here. So there you go. Presh, what's up? All right, Steve. Kim got him playing on a high level. Pressure, what's good? Pressure, are you are you going to T Town? Are you going to Tuscaloosa? Let me know. Let me let me ask what you, uh, All right, Mac, I, I'll be I'll be perfectly honest with you. Perfectly honest. I I I can't tell you anything about uh, Matt McMahon's team. I I just can't. Okay. Um, you know, one thing one thing I'll always be honest with you on your Mac is when I don't know something about a subject, I'm I'm just not going to dive into it. Like I'm I won't. Like I've not seen the LSU men's basketball team practice. I'm not seeing them play. I we do have some basketball season ticket holders uh, in here. I know how uh, watches. Um, he watches. He goes to every game. He just does every home game. So. You know, I would trust his knowledge on this. So, Hal, let us know if you think the men's basketball team is going to be good. I, I can't tell you anything. The only thing I really like about – the only thing I love about this team without watching them yet is the kid from Vanderbilt that transferred over. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I think – I think for me, I just don't know anything about the, I, I don't know anything about the waiver, right? I just don't. So I could tell you a lot about the women's team though. <laughs> I, I, I've 
I'm I'm just you know they're they're elite. Like I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, greatness matters. If they weren't this good, I probably wouldn't have watched them run through Loyola. But you know, when when I do all these nightly streams, and now that I'm you know a college, doing some college basketball play by play stuff, um, it's going to be so hard for me to not miss a game this year. I mean, they really are that compelling, and. You know, it's it's not it's not just Angel, it's not just Kim, it's just the fact that they are under this much pressure to run the table and repeat as national champions. Okay. So that's just practically you know my stance. I did see something earlier today, and, and this got into a big kerfuffle, okay, about uh, the LSU women's basketball team retweeted a Sportico article showing the difference uh, in in. And thank you, Tyler uh, Tiger Talk. Good to see you, man. Uh, shared a good mutual friend, my guy Ryan. Shout out to him, man. He's a holding it down in the attorney world. Uh, that's, that's my that's my guy, Dwayne. Thank you for the cash app. I really appreciate it, Dwayne. You get to pick the next topic. Um. Tyler, I'm glad you're getting to go. We have a lot of PHOs actually getting to make the trip to Tuscaloosa on a Thursday. When I went to Tuscaloosa back in 2011, I also went on a Thursday. Going on a Thursday, if you can, is very underrated because you're able to get up on Friday and get to really go visit the campus. And that's what I got to do. Okay. Um, Tyler, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Now. Uh, so there was this Portico article about um, how much more money, uh, how much more money Angel Reese makes than you know a, a, a Aaliyah Boston, who was a WNBA number one overall pick, and everyone made a big deal about it. Like it's, it doesn't look good. It's not. It was it was more so highlighting how much money you can make as a women's basketball player in college right now, and obviously Angel Reese is using her leverage and making money. She's not. I don't think Angel deserved any slander. I don't think she really got any, but it wasn't anything more than that. It's just how it is, right? Like, I don't think people realize how much a brand matters. Okay. When you go to LSU, you get brand deals because Shaquille O'Neal also went to LSU, okay? You know, let's just say Virginia Tech won the national championship. Let's just say they beat us and they ended up beating Caitlin Clark. Do you think Cardi B is saying, balling so hard I can go to Virginia Tech? No, because number one, that bar would just not sound right. And number two... She just wouldn't say that. What cool thing has come out of Virginia Tech? Uh, Michael Vick, who we just mentioned a minute ago. Um, and uh, that's it. Beamer ball. Block punts. LSU, the brand freaking matters. Okay? Think about it this way. All the Sportico article was saying, all right? All the Sportico article was saying... Was look, 
let's take a look at Nebraska. Okay. Nebraska has not won anything in sports, anything in baseball. They host a freaking college world series. They haven't won anything. Their basketball program sucks. They had the best football program in the sport for a long time. Now they suck. But guess what? Nebraska has the best volleyball program. They put a freaking volleyball game in a football stadium. Okay? Guess what happened? They sold it out. They sold out a football stadium for a volleyball game. Now, are the Nebraska fans going to a volleyball game to watch volleyball? No, no, no. Kind of like how any football game, are fans going to a football game to watch football? No, they're going to watch LSU play football. They're going to watch Nebraska play volleyball. When your brand wins, you win. And that's the benefit of college sports is you have all these tentacles of all these different sports. And you have the letters LSU. Okay. Now, I know I'm sounding like Cody Worsham here, and I'm a big Cody fan. Cody gave me my first writing job at Dig. I would follow Cody Worsham as you, if you were you. And I want you to go to Cody's Twitter account, and, and he's the head of content at LSU. And go look at like the Instagram impression stuff that he tweets out. Okay. He's an expert on this stuff. I'm not. It is ridiculous how much LSU. LSU's brand pulls, okay? So, you know, understand, like, how big of a deal this women's basketball team is and how big of a deal Angel Reese is. I mean, like, it is it, – she's so big, like, as a star. Like, it's ridiculous, okay? It is ridiculous. Exactly. There's no – you know, like some some WNBA players can really move the needle, like a Jaya Wilson and and Brianna Stewart, and they're stars. But it's those three letters, man. It goes a long way. But Tyler, I'm glad you're getting to go, man. Send me some photos, man. We're friends on Instagram, bro. I would love to see. I, I'm jealous for the you that are getting to go to the game. So jealous. I didn't, Hal. I didn't. I, I just... I just watched uh, that, and then and I also watched the Pelicans last night, too. Uh, Ray, you get a, you know, kind of sort of night off where, you know, I'm able to sit and watch my teams. Yeah, Danny, it's just one of those things where, you know, if this was just anyone else, like I understand like the, the Jaden and the Burrow comparisons are like for real now. Okay. And You know, here's 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 one thing I really like about Jaden. Okay, it's been told to me by people around him. He's cool, man. He's just 
cool. He's steady. And I listened to an interview Will Campbell did. I think it was with LSU Sports. He doesn't flinch. You know, he's good. Um, he's just good in these moments. Like, I get chills thinking about it, right? And the intangibles you think about, like some of the crap he went through at uh, Arizona State. And now he's with something steady, right? He knows who his coach is. He knows who his OC is. He knows his offensive line. Knows his receivers. I I don't think hype and nerves should scare you about Jaden, because the intangible aspect of things was never the issue. So I I I'm I'm telling you right now I'm very comfortable with Jaden going into this game. I just am. Okay. Um, if there was some kind of health thing, I that would be different. But if that's not the case, which it's not, I, I think I think Jane's gonna be fine. I do. I do. But yeah. He's probably nervous. I'm probably nervous. You're probably nervous. You know? Like Chris Rock says, every time before he goes on stage, he, he gets a little bit of that nervous energy. There's nothing like it, though. So, Dwayne, if there's a topic you want to get to, thanks for your generosity. I appreciate you. Marler texted me the uh, our guest from earlier. He texted me his Texas a and sketch. Uh, I won't play it on here, but if you guys want to see it, let me know. I'll I'll link it in the uh, I'll I'll link it down below. It's really good. And by the way, five was um, if you're just joining us. It is Bama week. It gets busy. I try to respond to every message that I get, but it has been a really busy day. And I shared why a little bit earlier. So, ah, oh, dude, Jared, you're making you're pissing me off with this. I would love to come tailgate you before this tailgate you. Pause. I would love to come tailgate with you before the game. Cliff, you got to wait till the end for that, man. My wife saved me tonight for dinner. Mm, saved me. Busy, busy, busy day. Now, here's what we're going to do. In the next five to ten, I'm going to answer as many questions as we possibly can. If you do super, we'll keep it going. We will keep it going. Don't forget, this podcast gets posted to iTunes and Spotify right after it's over.
Oh, NFL game going down to the wire? Is that what we're getting here? Okay. Let's see. I'll pull it up here. Let's see. If y'all want, we can watch this together. I'm assuming y'all are watching. Oh, why can't I just watch it here? I'm going to have to pull it up. Steve, we're going to see you this weekend, bro. And Steve, I don't know if I'm, uh, we're going to try and make the Florida game. We, we did have something else pop up. Uh, with Weeks. Yeah, it could be a big week, week, Weeks game. Normally at the end of these streams, we'll uh, watch the end of these games together. I don't even know why. I have to download a different app. Oh, great. Now I got to sign in again. My wife has my Amazon login, but I don't. And that's a dangerous thing. No. No. There we go. That's not my password. I, I'm not going to be able to watch the end of this game. It's a, it's a shame. No. Okay. Wait. That's kind of interesting. I just I just saw that my my wife's niece has a Prime like little thing on my Prime subscription. I don't know how that happened. Oh, is the game over now? Y'all have done this to me before. Yeah. Oh, somebody got hurt again? Oh, my God, dude. Oh, dude, that... Like, right when I turn it on, man, that's so sick, dude. Sickening. Oh, no, dude. That's one of my favorite players. Traylon Burks? What happened?
it just honestly looked like he just landed hard. Dude, that sucks, man. I know something is God. It sucks, man. It sucks. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't look good. Man, I hate to see that, dude. He's had all kinds of injuries. Thanks. Now, uh, you know, next thing uh, I, I would mention about this LSU Bama game is um, damn. I think Jane's going to win it for us. I do. Now, uh, I do highly recommend you go sign up for the PHL Patreon. We had a new PHL patron sign up tonight. Shout out to BDC. Shout out to Tari, Zach, TJ, Jared. Our top super chatter on YouTube was Adam, Boris, and Jason. And our top super chatter was Player X and Rodney with the super chat to keep it going. What's up, Rod? Rodney, what's good, man? Rodney, any topic you want to get to, I know you're just joining us. Let me know, and I'll go straight to it. No, Richard, I, I think, actually, I think Nate Barkatsi is going to pick LSU. Rodney, appreciate you, man. Wait, Jared is stuck on a loop. Oh, he's hot spotting on the phone. The Wi-Fi is out. These bammers are getting after Jared. They're like, this is an LSU fan in Bama kit territory. I'm I'm knocking out his internet. I I get it. Jared does live in one of my favorite areas, Mobile. That's so stupid, man. For those watching in the background, they just started playing again. They know you're going to run on first. Why would you run on first there? 
Dante's in Bama. Dante, let me know if you're still watching. Dante provided an all-time funny moment. Let's go for Rodney Super Chat. Do I think this could be the step-out game for Toviano? I think two players to keep an eye out for that we have not seen play really at all is JV and Toviano, number 25, and Jeremiah Hughes, number 29. Okay? Should it have ever gotten to the point, in particular, for Jeremiah Hughes to play? Uh, no, it, it should have. Those He should have been a red shirt. And let's see what he can get out of year two, a corner. But now this is his chance, man. I like Jeremiah Hughes. I do. Do I like him starting his first, or should I say starting, but do I like him playing a lot in his first game on the road in Tuscaloosa? Not really. But, you know, we had other true freshmen that started really getting a lot of playing time. Uh, the last time, you know, we we won in Tuscaloosa. Cordell Flott was a true freshman who was a three-star and had to uh, play, in, play in this Alabama game at length. Okay? So, yeah, it's an uphill battle. Yeah, it's going to be tough. But go in there and, and, uh, and, and give it your best shot. For those that are watching in the background, something else that was really dumb. So that Steelers game. So there was a big injury for those that aren't watching. And there was 2.06 left to go before the two-minute warning. So you know what you don't need to do on first down? You don't need to run it. You could take a free shot down the field on the two-minute warning because it's a free play. You don't have to run the football. Because if you take a deep shot down the field, it is going to last at least six seconds. Jay Hughes will get his first pick on Saturday. Let's go. Rashard Robinson. That's a deep cut. Let's see it. And, of course, they ran the football again, dude. I am the biggest Matt Canada defender from his time at LSU. The biggest. Okay. But you've got to throw on one of these downs. Okay. You're just giving the football back. Okay. I mean, these are multi-million dollar organizations. You can't. This is the year 2023. Quit backing into victories. Throw it. A first down wins the game. But now we're just going to run it. Otis with the super chat. I love Dude, there is nothing else more I love. I know I didn't say that smooth at all. I freaking love the name Otis. Otis Quinn. That is such a good name. Our younger generation needs to keep the name Otis alive. Because if your name is Otis, you're at least 45 and you have an AOL email address. 
I freaking love the name Otis. But Otis brings up some recruiting on Wardell Mack. Might not want to go play for Corey Raymond and the Florida Gators. That would obviously be a very nice land, a nice flip, a top 100 DB, especially considering we just lost a top 100 DB to Georgia. That would be very nice. That would be very nice. But I have not kept up with hardly any recruiting. Unless you actually flip or commit, I'm probably not going to do much recruiting uh, for the next couple of weeks because – we have got the meat of our schedule. We got Alabama, then we got Florida. Uh, wait, you had a wait. You had an uncle named Otis, but his birth name was Early. So his name was Early Otis Scott. Early Otis Scott. That is so cool. Now forty five is not old. It's just. Not young either. Otis is such a great name. I see here. So you got second and 18, Tennessee minus six. Will Levis. Oh, good job by that tight end to get back up after that. No timeout, so it's, it's a manageable third. Fourth and seven for the game. So it's fourth and seven game on the line. If you're Tennessee, you got to go to DeAndre Hopkins here, right? And that's the game. 
Pittsburgh gets it done. Oh, they got a flag? Oh, we got a flag. Okay. It looks like that ball is tipped. Uh, so they're going to call holding. Okay. So that's the first. DeAndre Hopkins making a play. Ooh, I don't know. Let's see your second and ten. Let's see what they do. Okay. Oh, that was just a beautiful throw. A little high. All right, here we go. First and ten. Um, should be second and ten, right? Didn't they down that? Got to get out of bounds, dude. Did I sometimes wonder? So the spread was, uh, I think, Steelers three and a half or two and a half. Either way, this is going to decide uh, the point spread either way. Oh, how did he drop that pick? Rush. All right, player X, we'll see you. I'm going to go ahead and sign off myself. I think this is kind of boring for you guys watching me. Type Y if you want me to finish the game. Because I do have some cards out the mail. Don't forget, Tari, if uh, you follow, uh, if you're still here, please shoot me an Instagram message at PowerHourLSU.
All right, so second and ten. Obviously, oh, they tried a little. There you go. Chad getting some good yards there. Player X, it's so funny. Otis didn't comment after that. I, I, I hope Otis understands. I really do love that name. And like, I've always loved the name Otis. 11 seconds left, third and five. Uh, Steelers have one timeout left. Let's see. Pick. And that'll do it. Steelers win. Quan Alexander. Let's go, Quan. Quan gets the sealer. LSU legend, Quan Alexander. <laughs> Let's go. See what happened. He tried to hit the the seam on the go around and the Juan freaking Alexander. God, I love him so much. Juan Alexander. Let's go. All right, y'all. We'll see you Saturday. It is power hour. LSU, bam! And tonight we're doing some Walmart chicken strips.